Fathers Podcast. Hello and welcome into the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of your hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow hosts, Jacob Pretty. <laughs> What's up? I can't remember if I'm back or not, or if we just waited like... What? All this time while I wasn't here. Well, Flynn waited until you while, got up from your chair to introduce you. So that was <laughs> oh, awesome. I was looking at something else. Sorry. Uh, I'm also here with Andrew Hofkamp. Hey, how's it going, guys? And our favorite 40-year-old, Kevin Reynolds. Go Tigers. He Go not, state not. championship winning St. X Tigers. Go Tigers. Also, I, I'm not I, 40. I love what Kevin said so much that I, but I still have to circle back to Flynn. He is not my favorite forty-year-old. I'm also not forty. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, I turned thirty-four <laughs> yeah. last week. Thirty-four. Forty-three. Not according. Me. Not according to Facebook. You're forty. But I am wearing my. Uh, this is what uh, an awesome forty-year-old looks like. Tank top that Flynn got me as a joke, because it's episode forty. Uh, it is we episode are forty. Forty episodes old. This is what an awesome forty episode old, you know, podcast looks like. Sounds like go us and go Tigers. You'd, you'd think it would sound better after forty yeah. episodes. We're sorry, guys. <laughs> you didn't ask for any of this, uh, and there was. Uh, is it the end? <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> so tonight, um, I am indulging in um, part of the. Uh, Christmas bourbon advent calendar that Kevin and I purchased. This has been a really treat. It's a, it's been eight days, I think, since it started. Yep. Um, and each night has been um, very wildly different from the last. Um, and usually around nine o'clock, between nine, nine thirty, the guy that did it usually reveals what the bourbon is. So I've been trying to, to try the bourbons and the whiskeys and, um, you know, give them a taste and, and kind of drink on it before he reveals it. And um, it's it's come up with really interesting results. I've I've been surprised that some of the the ones that we've had have been really cheap, um, even though they were really good to me on this blind taste test. So the one I'm drinking right now, it's it's definitely over 100 proof. I can tell that um, rye heavy, but it's not it's not a rye. It, it is it is a bourbon, I believe. We've we've had one other rye and I can tell the difference between a straight rye and a bourbon, but I think this has rye notes. It's it's heavy oak flavor to me as well. Um it's quite good. So Kevin, what do you think of it? I mean I uh haven't tried it yet. Um that's not what I'm drinking tonight, but I uh, am excited <laughs> to have it later. Uh thanks for telling me what it tastes like. Um <laughs> I'm also enjoying it. I did. I do think it was a little bit of false advertising because it should be called the Bourbon and Whiskey Advent Calendar, and not a not a Bourbon Advent Calendar because there was a, a straight ride the other day. Um, we were Kevin, able to. Kevin, sort of we've sniff. had we've had non bourbons on this podcast. Oh, I understand. Uh, okay. I, I'm, I'm but but we're the we're Bourbon, and, bourbon whiskey and other whiskey brothers podcast. Brothers podcast <laughs> just doesn't have the same ring to it. So anyway, uh, it's I, I'm really enjoying it tonight. Though I'm having. Um, on my birthday, uh, if you follow us on the Instagram, so you're everybody but Hubcamp, um, you saw that Flynn and I and uh, two of our friends, Liz and Joe, went live and did a taste testing of Ezra Brooks um, products. We did five different Ezra Brooks. We did the rye, the 90 proof, the 99 proof, uh, and then we got into the really good stuff, which was the Distillers Collection, which is the one Flynn had talked about on the podcast saying this is the best bourbon under... $20 he's ever had 
It's not under twenty dollars. We paid mm-hmm. thirty seven each for I it. I said it was under thirty when I got it. It was under thirty, and then I okay. paid thirty seven for it. Yeah, for so yeah. it's not under thirty anymore. But it, that is what I'm drinking tonight. It's Ezra Brooks Distillers Collection. It is a hundred and seven proof. Um, it was delicious the other night. It's delicious again tonight. The fifth one we had was the seven year, which is the hardest to find. Um, and uh, Flynn and I just both entered a. Uh, uh, contest to try to get one and we lost that as well but he's got one at his house um that we got to try the other day and the seven years quite good but i would i would definitely be happy with the um with the distillers collection ezra brooks again like flynn said 37 dollars. the flavors are all there it's really good stuff um uh, flynn anything else you want to say about it it's super sweet and that's if you're if you're looking to really get into the higher proof stuff always kind of shoot for higher corn level because it will be sweeter and so it'll be more palatable for you as you get into those yeah i I would agree with that as well hove what you sipping on all right so tonight i actually have something uh quite different that i think i might be ahead of you guys on which is as the probably third uh best bourbon you know, variety guy uh, in touch with this on the podcast. I'm usually way behind you. You really good with words there. Kevin. I don't know what I was trying to say. The point is, is nope. I think pretty is uh, slightly less diverse in his bourbon drinkings with his old forester than I am. But anyway, sure. this is um, Pauly hollow distillery, uh, Roberts reserve. So I don't know if you guys have heard of this. This is batch number five. Mm-hmm. So I figured I have a pretty decent chance that you guys haven't tried it yet. Um, but it's out of uh, Pike County, Kentucky, which is the first legal distillery in Pike County because they've been making whiskey there for a while. Um, <laughs> and in fact, one of the gimmicks they make a lot of moonshine here as well is that they actually pull uh, well from one of their shines from the McCoy family well, which if you're familiar with Pike County and Kentucky Hatfields and McCoys, that that family well is used now to make legal moonshine. Um, but this is batch number five. It's like a four-year-old bourbon, very small batch, Robert's Reserve. Um, it is quite good. Got a little bit of the sort of um, caramel with sort of plum-type stuff um, tasting in it. But honestly, it, it lingers and it, it bites appropriately, um, but it's very smooth to, to taste as well. So I think it's great. A um, little less than 50 bucks. It's a new distillery, probably doesn't make much product, so... You might have to pay up for it a little bit, but I think it's it's good stuff and, and well worth the, the try. Brady, what do you got? So tonight, um, I'm actually sipping on a bottle of uh, what is called Douglas and Todd Small Batch Bourbon Whiskey. Um, Flynn and I talked about this one before because uh, it's actually, uh, so it's not a Kentucky bourbon whiskey. It's it's actually distilled in Minnesota, Minnesota. Oh, boy. Um, this went well but, last time. <laughs> What? <laughs> you know, the night Flynn the drinks some Minnesota, Minnesota stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it's interesting because it definitely, so for its price, I would definitely say it's very solid. Um, it obviously doesn't have quite the caramely mm-hmm. flavor that like a, a proper Kentucky bourbon would. But it does still offer a nice, like, it doesn't have a crazy hard bite to it. Um, you know, it's not like you, you're drinking something that just you know is going to give you a headache in the morning. 
Um, so this is this is not bad, um, especially since I picked up a fifth of this for twelve dollars. So mm. yeah, really not bad. Oh yeah, that is. If you can find a twelve dollar sipping whiskey, you're doing something right. Yeah, the, right? the twelve dollar price point on that. Like I said, when it when it's marked down from forty to twelve, that's when I bought it. I would not buy it for forty dollars. I I would absolutely continue to buy that for twelve dollars though. So makes me yeah, makes me I'd, seem like I probably it, <laughs> that sounds like a clear like a going out of business clearance. Like it sounds like we can't get this for much longer. This is not a sustainable business model. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, they they weren't selling, so they just wanted to get rid of it. So uh, when whenever the guy, uh, oh, he's actually a, a I believe an ATO brother of ours uh, posts. Um, about the bourbon that I'm drinking, I'll tell you what it is, and then I'm going to move on to another one that we actually drank in the advent calendar, and I'll talk about that briefly. But tonight we have two segments for you. It's going to be a nerd debate since all four of us are here, and nerd then debate. we're nerd debate. going to get debate. into a non-fictional battle royale. Disagree. Highly fictionalized. fictionalized. Same. Very thing. fictional. Brady, would you it like is. to introduce nerd debate? Oh, sure. It needs no introduction. It is basically us just all presenting a question, some type of query that one that we might have to the others. And then we just kind of discuss it. Uh, typically, actually, this is weird. This is the first time we've done nerd debate in maybe a couple months where it's not doing the head to head where we're throwing a shot to each other. Um, I still want to do that, though. So uh, so we're still I. My vote is that we'll still, uh, whoever poses the question still kind of decides who has the best argument. That's fair. And, uh, yeah, they get that's to... how the debates work. <laughs> yeah, but like, okay, whatever. We'll see how you it know goes. What? <laughs> Look, I've been, I We're was, I was on up, a guys. ship. I was on a ship for some time. He's on a boat. And, and it was, I, I lost all concept of time. Actually, I do have to do that quick side plug because I, I want to mention that. So uh, coming back from the ship, I flew out of St. Martin uh, in the Caribbean. And uh, I texted you guys this. Um, so I walked into, uh, you know, once I'm through security, I go into this like, you know, liquor store in, in there. And I'm looking around and they've got some St. Martin rum, which I picked up some. Got some for y'all to try. But uh, that aside, I was like, oh, let's just see what bourbons they have. They had two bourbon options that you could purchase. Uh, technically three. Uh, but they had Jim Beam or Kentucky Owl. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> else in between. <laughs> Jim Beam, Kentucky Owl. Um, Flynn, and Kentucky uh, Owl it, uh, retails for like $200. <laughs> I, like to, I like to think they know who's coming through. It's like it's like Beam <laughs> drinkers on vacation and the uber wealthy going down to their like private beaches. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Because that's all they had. Um but anyways, uh, yeah. So I got some uh, some St. Martin rum uh, for you all to try. I can't but, wait. I can't wait to get that on Bourbon OE. Yeah, I know. I had Kentucky Owl on Thanksgiving because um, my dad got a bottle as a gift. Flynn, I think you and I had a shot of it, or at least you. I bought you a shot of it on your birthday. I, it is not worth two hundred dollars. I mean, it, I would not spend two to three hundred dollars on Kentucky Owl. It's good, but it is like significantly overpriced. I, I, I yeah. I mean. The, the shot you bought me was like $50, and while it was delicious, I told you, I was like, don't pay $50. There's, you know, there's 10 $5 whiskeys that you can mm -hmm. buy me instead, but 
Um, but alas. But alas. That was back when I still thought you were a good human being. Before you convinced <laughs> most of the people in, in our lives that I was turning 40 this year. Okay, first off, like Kevin, you are 40. and You are 40. You've never thought Flynn was a good person, so now you're a lying 40-year-old. Um, that that photo, pretty I think though, poorly <laughs> we have we've pretty sort of introduced nerd debate and <laughs> no, now, I did, I did. <laughs> so can we just do it now who's up <laughs> sure up. who's going first Flynn's up okay uh, also the guy just posted um, I am drinking Chattanooga whiskey um, out of Chattanooga Tennessee it's 111 proof um, this is very good uh, I've I've seen this on the shelf and I have I have passed on it on occasion i don't know what the mash bill is on it but it's it's very good um yeah i'm drinking a tennessee whiskey um so tonight Ooh, my... hold on i've got one other i got one other thing to point out about the tennessee whiskey thing sorry this <laughs> this is gonna happen a Pretty's lot making up for lost so, time i am i am on the ship in the crew area they have no bourbon and the the guy who's the bandmaster is like oh just have some jack it's the same thing and i was like you Shut your beautiful Canadian mouth. He's Canadian. I said, uh, I, I appreciate how polite you're being, but that is Tennessee heathen sipping whiskey. I will not drink that. Good man. Good man. Good job. Good Chattanooga, job. Chattanooga whiskey 111 um, is 111 proof. Its mash bill is yellow corn, malted rye, caramel malted barley, and honey malted barley. This is where it gets a little weird. It says... <laughs> It's aged greater than two years. Congratulations. Um, yep. And then it says the fermentation was extended seven days. Um, it's in toasted and charred oak barrels. Um, and it's won a whole lot of awards. Um, but depending it on which year. It tastes like it's been aged longer than two years. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Well, yeah. It's said it's been aged over two years. Yeah. So, but, you know. I also have not. I, I will try it later tonight. But I have also seen it in stores and not tried it. So interesting. Yeah, that that's in the uh, that's in the batch tonight. Flynn, Glad to try it. For God's sakes, man, what is your nerd debate? Tonight? My nerd debate tonight. <laughs> well, hang um, on, guys. I'm going to have to talk about bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> do we talk about how Sanex won the state championship? Do we, we talk about that? They are Go the best of schools around. We did not. Go Tigers. So tonight, um, I am bringing to you all. I. Um, recently started watching the uh, Netflix series about the Punisher. I've 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 seen the Daredevil series. Um, I've seen the Jessica Jones series, but I have not watched the Punisher. And so I was like, ah, I I want to because I've best. heard good things. Have He's you a seen very Iron good Fist? Character. I have not seen Iron Fist. Just don't. don't. <laughs> yeah, Just don't. I've heard. Um, don't. I also so didn't see Luke, Luke Cage, Cage is good. Luke Cage is good. Luke Cage season one was good. And I've true. only seen season Jessica two. Jones season one. But anyway, I, I just started watching season That's one of The funny. Punisher, and I, I, I had the background from his season in The Daredevil. Um, and my question to you all, because I really enjoy the show, I enjoy the character. Same way, I enjoy the, the show You. The protagonist is doing bad things um, that you probably shouldn't want them to succeed uh with in in the punisher's case he's murdering a ton of people bad people but just like dexter still killing a bunch of people that you probably shouldn't be okay with him just going out there and murdering a bunch of people and you he's being a real creep and killing people and and doing all that but at the same time in all of these shows you want 
that protagonist to succeed, even though they're doing bad things. So I want your best example. And I just named a few and feel free to, to elaborate on any of them if you would like. But what's your example of a protagonist that you shouldn't want to succeed, but the entire show you want them to succeed in everything that they do? And it makes you feel wrong to think that. Walter White. I was going to say, this, White feels, is, this feels easy. Yeah, Walter White is probably the best example. Uh, was happy to speak first on this one because he gets cancer and he's a good person. He's a teacher of chemistry. Um, and then all of a sudden he starts making meth in order to pay for his chemo. And then he makes a lot of meth so he can pay and do all sorts of stuff. But he, he murders Women, he murders children, he murders um, uh, people worse than him, he murders people better than him, he murders his brother-in-law. He, I mean, this guy, it's like the last episode comes in and he makes some sort of retribution because he's about to die anyway, so he commits essentially murder-suicide against more bad guys to save Jesse, and we're supposed to be like, oh, it's all okay because he meant well. But the whole time it was like... Everything he does is horrible. Now, I jumped in first. I think that that's probably the right answer. I've got a couple of those I can think of. I'm not going to steal them because I went first. But it really is so much like you just want him, you constantly want him to do better and to make up for things. And he, he keeps doing little things, but you're just so excited about how... He's just climbing the ranks and taking over the business and becoming Heisenberg and, you know, but it's all bad. From the very beginning, what he's doing is wrong. And it's not like, like, he's the opposite of John Q, right? John Q takes over the hospital because he wants to make sure his son gets a heart transplant because our medical system sucks. In this case, Walter White's like, I'm going to start making drugs and killing people because our medical system sucks. Not the same and not okay. So I think Walter White's probably the best example of what you're asking for, Flynn. I would agree on this. Um, and I believe the term you're looking for here, Flynn, is anti-hero. Yeah. Uh, Walter White definitely is, and I think, the quintessential modern-day anti-hero. I think, I think you honestly didn't really do a great job there he is he doesn't do it to pay for his cancer bills that's his excuse he does it because he's not a good guy that's why he starts kevin is correct that is why he starts what i just said is what if you think if you think that walter white's uh meth empire was because he got cancer then you haven't seen breaking bad i think he started (laughs) making meth to pay for his cancer bills that's just true but yes drink what i said next was and then he then he takes it too far Oh, never mind. He didn't say here is what's true. He said that is true. <laughs> pretty, pretty. What's yours? <laughs> so, um, uh, mine is actually, uh, so this is interesting, um, because I kind of, I, I kind of would lump them as a, uh, a couple since they are literally a couple. Um, drink, but I, what? <laughs> you said drink. Oh, cause I said literally <laughs> drink. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, my my answer for this one is uh, um, Marty Bird and uh, from Ozark and uh, his wife, whose name why am I blanking on it? Somebody help me out. Someone smarter than me. I've not me seen out. Ozark, so 
I'm not gonna. I didn't make it oh, past season one. I, I think it's what? so overhyped. It is not. You are they have, they they made a show where they were Laura. like, "How can we make Breaking Laura. Bad again?" Laura. And they were like, "Oh, we'll just make Breaking Bad, but we'll move it to the Ozarks." But it's different. It's different it's because different. they're. Not Marty, it's, Marty, because it's, it's Jason Laura. Bateman. It's Arrested yeah. Development instead of Malcolm in the Middle, so it's different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. You're, good point. Or Wendy, <laughs> Win, Wendy Bird, Mar- Marty and Wendy are a little more like truly have the right intentions. Then they just go about like doing some not great things. Um. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the the kind of quintessential. I mean, honestly, had you not mentioned him, I was gonna hundred percent say Joe from you, um, but that's fine. Anyways, uh, so my answer is Marty Bird, Marty and Wendy Bird. Okay, so I don't want to spoil things since y'all haven't watched it. So I probably, you can reveal. probably spoil it. I don't. I don't Why think I'll invest the time in that. Um, here's, I, I think there's a few. I thought for sure, pretty you were gonna go with the Prison Break team um yeah but they're not inherently bad people aside no, from like fact, teabag several of the teabag's the only one that is genuinely a bad person um yeah the rest of them are Fl- like flynn can you give me petty criminals the the like one sentence thing you're asking for again because i want to make sure what i'm about to say applies i want to know who a protagonist is that <clears throat> you shouldn't want to succeed in everything that you do that they do but you do. You feel wrong wanting them to succeed because of what they're doing is bad. Okay. I don't, I don't, you know, I think Kevin can take this one with, with Walter White. Um, I'm going to give a special shout out to the family and bloodline. Um, if you have not seen season one of bloodline, it's the only one I've seen, but it's absolutely incredible. And they do some very shady things. Um, I'm just going to go with the mostly Danny, uh, but the crew from oceans 11, I think there's not a, thief or doing crimes group or people that I cheer for and love more. So if I'm cheering for thieves, they are the opposite. They're not necessarily doing terrible things. They're robbing a douchey casino owner of his millions of dollars, but that's illegal. So I shouldn't cheer for you to steal money. Yeah. But, but I think gonna, that the level you're steal from somebody steal from a casino that has insurance, right? So the casino is in no way worse off well, at the end of them stealing from. So it's the, it, they're stealing from someone that, is the best they're, person to steal. They're from. doing it. They're doing it for their own self, their their own wealth. They're not distributing this to the poor. They're doing it because they're greedy. They're doing it for vengeance. They're doing it um, for their own personal gain. And it is it is highly illegal. So I think that where these other people, you might not actually cheer for them as much, but they're so more. They're a little more compelling. This is just they're such witty awesome characters that the level of i love these these guys is higher than the other ones yes yeah, so even much. if you, the, you, you love the oceans 11 characters yes heist movies i think i think that i you know i would just say flynn i i almost went because because walter white is so easy i almost went with uh francis underwood from house of cards but i don't think you've seen house of cards and i love and they, house of cards I, it's it's probably the only other answer that's as good as Walter White in this situation. Francis Underwood is just a horrible human being from the get-go, but you keep cheering him on so he can become the president and do all these amazing things. So, But, okay, the debate has happened. Who won? Can I give... Wait, I want to also just give a quick side shout-out to uh, the gang from Always Sunny. 
pretty pretty solidly uh, anti-hero in almost everything that they do. <laughs> they're not they're not terrible people, but well, they kind of are. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty terrible people. The extreme uh, the extreme home makeover episode in particular, when they just demolish someone's home. <laughs> um anyways i think kevin has to win i you know i was i was hoping one of you all would say someone like deadpool or venom or patrick bateman even but but i think that you know i have to give it to kevin i mean oh, that's see i'll be honest i was focusing solely tv show wise and i should have branched out into i just movies. i just wasn't thinking comic books but The last thing I have to say about this is you can't be okay. You can't love Hawkeye for what he did as Ronan and be mad at the Punisher for how the Punisher handles his business. It's the same damn thing. So Marvel fans, you just have to you just have to be okay with both of those things at the same time. Oh, 100 percent agree. I'm hoping that in the Hawkeye show, which I think is like four episodes in now, I, I four, do yeah. hope that that he gets found out as the Ronin and and, you know, some kind of retribution comes out of that because, um, you know, I, I think that that's a huge, huge it misstep, seems, if not. And, you know, I've, I've seen the first three episodes, but it seems like in order to like at some point in order to save Kate, he's going to have to out himself or something like yep. that. That seems yep. like where they're yep. going with this. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I'm enjoying it so far. What about you? I am too. I really like it. I really I, like it. I'm wondering if it's the one I like the most so far. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, a great Christmas episode. A great Christmas TV series, too. <laughs> Those do not count for our uh, Battle Royale later. <laughs> uh, but it is a sweet segue uh, from the Ronin costume, I believe, which is now my favorite Christmas decoration. Uh, pretty, what are, what are we doing with your debate? Very nice. So uh, we're going into Christmas decor. So today... Um, is, uh, you know, I just got back and Kat, um, waited to, to like put up Christmas decorations until I got back home. So, uh, we went out today and we bought ourselves a tree. Uh, we didn't go out into the woods or anything, but you know, we just, uh, went to a little uh, local stand, small business, got a tree. It's nice. It's lovely. So my pretty basic debate is, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So that's, this is where we're going to uh real or fake trees <laughs> what's your what's your argument with it so this will be this will end There's up being t- theoretically a 2v1 essentially could be it's fake uh, unless trees. you're kevin who's a who's a scrooge and just won't put up <laughs> a tree at all if he had the option it's, it's fake trees uh real trees smell nice but you can get a you, 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 you can catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, uh, they, they smell nice if they're pine. But you can get a a pine uh, spray to go on your fake tree if that's what you want. They smell good as fire, uh, which you can you know get get a a word wood burning fireplace if that's what you want to do. That's less dangerous. Um, they are less messy. They can be reused every single year. Um, they are. Uh, easier to decorate and easier to take down. Um, it is it is so far and away the right choice to be fake tree. Hope I was going to defer to you actually on this one. I prefer to defer to you. I defer to you first, very vocally. All right, all right. 
I didn't want this to be a clean sweep. I'm very on the fence on this one. I grew up with a real tree for my entire life. Um, it was a drag them out to a Christmas tree farm in Indiana every year, cut down the tree. Um, no one really liked doing it, but we did it anyway. Traditions, you know, you don't mess with them. Uh, then finally we like went away to college and so we stopped doing that. And, but my parents always got a real tree. I'm a, I'm a real tree kid. And I agree with the argument that pretty believes in that a real tree is better. It's more authentic it's the way to go. It's better than a fake tree. Having said that, I purchased a fake tree when I first got in this house because I was like, I don't have time for this. I'm just going to throw up this fake tree so that I like did a Christmas tree um, and whatever. And I felt very fine with that. It's the same tree we have now, and it keeps working, and I keep not getting a real tree, which makes me vacuum less, water less. I just I don't care enough to go real tree. But I under I believe in the arguments. I just can't bring myself to care. So I'm gonna have to go fake tree. So I elected to go last because uh this is one of those do what I say and not what I do situations. It um whether you believe this is my fortieth or thirty-fourth year on this planet, it is my first year not owning a real tree. In my entire life I've either my Parents have purchased one or I've purchased a real tree until this year. The difference maker was we moved into a home where the primary room, which is an open concept, kitchen, dining room, uh, living room space with large windows and vaulted ceilings is where we spend all of our time. And so that's the place where the Christmas tree should go because why spend any money and time on putting up a Christmas tree you don't look at every day? My wife, who is the polar opposite of me when it comes to Christmas, loves Christmas. If you walked into our house today, you would think Christmas threw up all over our house. We have stuff everywhere. I counted, it is 16 Rubbermaid bins of Christmas decorations that live in my basement storage room constantly. It's everywhere. And she would like more, and I think what we've purchased this year will mean that we need more. My preference is Realtree. Realtree is what's supposed to happen. In this case, my wife decided with vaulted ceilings, so two stories up, vaulted ceilings, mm -hmm. we now needed a nine to 12 foot tall tree. She's not wrong. What the, and, she's not, and she's not wrong. But what That's those, huge. But what those cost, yep. mm -hmm. if you get a real tree, is something like 200 to $300 yep. a year. Mm -hmm. And then you have to water it. I used to water a tree every day. You have to water it like even more than that to keep the thing from drying out when it's that large. And you got to get it in the house without scraping walls and breaking stuff, which is difficult to do. And we're in the stage where we haven't yet set the boundaries for our parents saying the like we will travel for like eight days of Christmas. We'll travel to Louisville. We'll travel to Tennessee. We'll travel over the place. Because we've got the grandkid and all that kind of thing. At some point when we have more than one kid, or if we have more than one kid, we might get to a place where we say, listen, you want to be with us, come here. But we're not ready to do that yet. And so we travel. So I would be a nervous wreck, whether it's plugged in or not, that this dry tree attached to electrical equipment could catch fire while I'm out of my house for days and days and days. So this year we bought a fake tree. We have a, I think it's nine and a half or nine foot tall fake tree it looks like it's got fake snow on it and led lights and it's beautiful and 
and it's what we have. And you know what? Whatever. Um, I I don't want it, but I don't like any of it anyway. But I'd rather have a, fi a real tree than a fake tree. But I don't want to pay the money, so I'm cheap, and this is what we did. So the fake tree, I think, is the way to go if you have, if you're going to spend, it, depending on the space. In our other house, where we had regular nine or ten foot ceilings total. We would go and get the the six to seven foot tree and put it in a stand and water it. In those cases, I just you know at, at eighty dollars to hundred dollars a tree, I don't I don't think that I think the fake tree people are being lazy. Huffcamp, I think that I understand what you're doing. I think it's lazy, but I think you would agree I said um, it was lazy. that it's lazy. Yeah, so uh, you know it's not a <laughs> criticism. So, it's, sorry, I said I was. It was more apathy than than sloth. Sure, sure, but so real trees are better. I'm in a situation where I said, screw it, because it makes my wife more happy. The problem is that Flynn didn't mention with, fake, with the fake tree is, depending on the size of your tree, what you have available for storage is a problem. When you buy a real tree, it leaves your house for 11 months a year. You don't have to worry about putting it somewhere. I now have a box, I kid you not, the size of a refrigerator that this thing goes in, and I have to find a place to store it for 12, for 11 months a year. I have to store it. It's going to be in my life all the time. So I, I, I struggle with that a little bit. I think it makes fake trees a little bit worse, but whatever. So pretty, my answer is real trees are better unless you're trying, unless you're buying a tree more than seven feet tall, then the answer is fake trees because it's more cost effective. That's my answer. That's very solid. Uh, I'm also a little surprised that, uh, that we didn't get a clean sweep of real trees, Flynn. I'm gonna bring a real tree over to your house and set it up. I thought you were gonna say set it on fire. <laughs> do neither of those Why things. Why would I do that? I, I do, do neither of those things. Prank. <laughs> pretty, you now, pretty, and, and Kevin have been to my new house. Cove Camp is not because he's a bad friend. Um, <laughs> you both understand. You, you how... know exactly what I'm about. <laughs> You, you, you both have <laughs> seen my brand. new living room, it, which is giant, and I have it's like this, perfect for a real tree. It's I and I have what is uh, probably a six and a half foot fake tree, and it looks dinky in this giant living room that I have. So I am going to get a new tree soon, but it's going to be a fake tree. It's going to be a new fake tree, and I'm going to have it every year. Uh oh. Kevin, it sounds like Flynn will buy your nine-foot tree off you. We got it on sale at Hobby Lobby. My wife got up. I, I sort of gave her loose permission to buy a fake tree on a Friday night at a dinner. Saturday morning at 8 o'clock <laughs> in the morning, she was in the shower. 8.30, she was dressed, and I said, what is happening? Do you have to work today? She said, I'm starting the day. I was like, well, you haven't started the day in the 12 years that we've been dating or the seven years we've been married. What's the difference? <laughs> and the difference was she left at 9 o'clock in the morning to go to Hobby Lobby to buy this tree because I gave her enough of a window that she couldn't, that I couldn't argue that I didn't give her permission. So she went and spent a lot of money, but not... A one-time fee. But not too... But, but they were half Christmas off that is, day. I mean, Christmas joy for the reality days. was the trees were half off at Hobby Lobby that day, and so we, we bought it massive fake tree so my, my aunt and uncle always hosted christmas and they had vaulted ceilings and the massive tree that they got and they got a real one and it looked great and i'm on board for it and i'll never do it because i don't care enough mm -hmm. and pretty, pretty left, left pretty you're supposed to adjudicate <laughs> these things where'd, he go? <laughs> where'd you go <laughs> i miss you so i just oh nice nice um yeah 
so argument wise, Kevin, good points, good points. Um, I really feel like we're all on the same page. So I'm gonna just say Flynn lost because <laughs> he picked a fake tree. Acceptable. I accept your terms. <laughs> what? Agreeable. <laughs> we all real chose trees. Fake are trees. Where it's at. Flynn, Flynn, four balls of Captain Crunch. <laughs> okay, I have switched. Uh, Wait, is that Kellogg? To... If it's Kellogg, don't eat it. But if it's not Kellogg, that's it's true. Okay. <laughs> I, I have, I have switched to JTS Brown. It is. Ooh, um, that a, was a, that was night number three. That was night number three. And doing this blind taste test, I was like, this is actually really good. And then he posted that it was JTS Brown, which is fifteen dollars for a fifth. Yeah. And. I would have never bought this unless someone gave it to me to try blindly. And I did, and I liked it, and I, I said, this is going to be a staple in my bar, that it's going to be a $15 bottle of bourbon that I can drink whenever I want. I want to do a blind taste test with that up against J.W. Dant. So I J.W. Dant is Bottle and Bond. It's also $14. I said the other day to some folks at the house that it's become my new favorite under $15 a bottle bourbon. I like it better than Evan Williams um, uh, bottled and bond. I like it better than old granddad bonded. Um, so I think we ought to do like a blind taste test of 16, you know, 14 to $16 bourbons and just see what's best. Um, I thought you were, were going to say 14 to 16 bourbons. And I was like, I think 14 we're going to 16 bourbons. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> no, but I, I'd be interested because I, I, I agree with you, Flynn. The, um, that bourbon we had in the in the calendar, I was like, this is quite good. And then when they showed it, I like I went to the liquor store the next day and said, are we are we being fooled by marketing and price tags and rare bourbons and all this stuff yes. and paying all kinds yes. of money? I mean, yeah, I knew the answer to the question, <laughs> you know, but like I want to taste that up against like Maker's Mark, their regular label, and see what's better. Are we paying? Are we really paying for a cool shape bottle and wax, or are we paying for a better bourbon? Does Maker's Mark cost twice what JW Dan costs and twice what? what you're having it's true that is true mm-hmm. so i'm interested in to do that at some point but okay i think huff camp's up i am so i've won the first one huff camp yep. and i also won the second one and so huff this camp's is up for the third. this is for a three for three for kevin yep um, Hat I, am, trick. I am oh one and one or i guess i'm one i don't know how we're gonna know it's one and one i guess flynn is oh and two i think you're zero zero and one no i lost the isn't it always win loss tie well it's it's win loss tie, but I, we didn't tie. We just co won. Oh, okay. so I'm okay. taking the win on the last one. So Flynn has so. Flynn has two losses. It's, Flynn has two losses. Oh no, just for one loss. Sure, he's about to have two probably because he's bad at this, um, okay. and he can't spell villains. He spelled it the Aston Villa way, which I appreciate, but we know that wasn't deliberate. <laughs> so my topic is Disney villains, <laughs> and um, what I want to know is which, and all you guys can throw in Pixar too. Um, Interpret this however you want. I'm open to it. I'm just kind of curious to see what what brings what comes of this debate. Who's the most sympathetic villain? Not necessarily the best cause. Maybe you just weirdly sympathize with them. Uh, make it as fun and exciting as you all want. But I would like to know which villain would make like maybe behaved in a way that you also would behave in that situation, or that actually just was right the whole time, or whatever. Killmonger doesn't count, right? Even though that Disney owns Marvel, 
No, highly does not count. Doesn't count. All right. Well, I just, I just wanted to throw that out there. All we right. will do animated. And Flynn, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Kill, Killmonger wins in that debate over Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I'll back I'm off. Not. Pretty and I can co. I, I will let you guys. No, that's not that what I was doing. Debate. Okay, no, just... I, I agree with Killmonger in that situation. I'm not. I'm not arguing. Okay. For Ooh, okay. I thought we were about to go to the grid. I was. I, I was we ready for it. I am happy to <laughs> to have that. No, Killmonger's cause was a lot better than Darth Vader's cause. <laughs> uh, he doesn't like sand. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't like sand. I'm happy to go first if if no one else wants to. Go ahead. Um, in my opinion, it's Yzma from The Emperor's New Groove. Um, she basically helped raise this guy who turned out to be this colossal idiot and this giant head of a, of a guy, and, and she's his advisor. And all she wants You're, you're is... mincing too many words. Go ahead and... Yeah, I'm going to need you to be a little bit more explicit about how terrible Cusco uh, is. Cusco's? Yeah, or Cusco, yeah. Cusco's uh, terrible. Um, he is... Cusco's. Um, Cusco's. Cus. <laughs> Cus, um, he's a prick. Yeah, I think that's the... Like, he, he's a prick. It. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's, he's an a idiot and yeah. a big headery. And okay, I was trying I, I was trying to get around the word douchebag, but I, okay. Um, he's a douchebag. Um, <laughs> Kevin he, is going to throw an F-bomb in here at some point. So he he, he was... He of. is he is really mean to Yzma. Um, and while she's not a good person. I sympathize with her because she had to deal with him every single day before he was turned into a llama and got his reality check. And so once he did that, he became a better person slash llama. But before that happened, she had to deal with him. And I can see that it happened every single day that she's like, I would be better at this. I need him out of the way. Um, and so that eating at you, I, I, I can sympathize with her. That is a, an unheralded Disney movie that uh, does not get brought up enough. It's forgettable, but also shouldn't be forgettable. Right. Uh, I think it has some of the best fourth wall breaking of like any movie of all time. Thanks for that. Pretty. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and jump in. So I'm between three right now. <laughs> Uh, do it. Throw them all for Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, choose one. Can I do that? Please. No. Well, I mean, you have to say them all and then choose one. No, you have to choose the. You have to choose one. No, I don't want to give him a. I'll I'll toss out the other two when he doesn't mention them. Um, I'm gonna go with Shere Khan from the Jungle Book. And the reason is this: uh, Shere Khan is the tiger who wants to. Uh, essentially, you know, he wants to kill Mowgli. But the reason being is because he fears humans. He knows that humans are um, essentially like will hunt him and hunt other animals. So he is, while obviously not going about it in the best way possible, is just fearful of what Mowgli could eventually become or how Mowgli could bring humans back into the animal community and and endanger them all. So she doesn't go about it in the rest, the best of ways, but Shere Khan, I think, is a sympathetic vil- villain. That's a terrible take. 
<laughs> I am I'm between two, but I went last, so I get to I get to say them both. Um, <laughs> this is why you should have said you, say, you would have at least eliminated on. one of them, probably. If Flynn hold if on. Flynn was judging Kevin, what? Let me let me name both of them, and okay. then you can be like, "Yep, I was gonna say it." Um, Lotso from no. Toy no. Story Three. No. Okay. All right. Well, that would have been a great one. Syndrome from The Incredibles. Uh, I agree that Syndrome is a good pick. It's not one of the two that I'm between. So let me tell you the two I'm between. Well, that didn't work. I think I think if Flynn were in charge, the right answer is Taka. Um, Taka is a villain in Moana, and Taka is right. Her heart was stolen from her, and she becomes this evil thing. And the only thing that happens at the end is once you give her her heart back, she becomes a more loving and caring person and goes back and restores the, you know, the island's life force. So you can't be mad at Taka because uh, Tefiti, her heart was stolen and it's the same person. So it, that's the right answer. But I think in the spirit of what Hellcamp's trying to do. I think the answer is probably Professor Callahan in Big Hero 6. If you remember, Professor Callahan's daughter was killed. And the way that he is going about this is completely wrong. I mean, nothing about it is okay. But it's similar to, you know, some of the things that you see um, Hank Pym do um Later on to try to save, you know, once he figures out his wife might still be alive and the way that Hank Pym became a vengeful, angry recluse um, when his wife was lost into, you know, what ended up being quantum the, um, yeah, the quantum realm. I think, I think Professor Callahan is in a serious state of, of psychological distress. He's mourning. And he is lashing out on the individual who he believes is most responsible. When I watch Big Hero 6, I don't believe that Professor Callahan tried to kill Tadashi. I think that it happened on accident while he was trying to gain access to the microbots and other things that could be used for him to enact his vengeance. But he's not trying to greed or power or, or it's not money. It's not fame. It's not anything other than... This man is, you know, his enemy is responsible for his daughter's death. And, and as a parent, I just think I don't know that I could ever stop myself from saying, if you hurt my kid, then I will bring down the wrath of God upon you. I mean, I just I can't I can I sympathize with the fact that a grieving parent has gone through something that nobody should ever have to go through. So I think that Professor Callahan's, it, it, it's not okay, but yeah, I sympathize with it. Yeah, interesting that you bring up Hank Pym in that debate as well, because the What If episode, um, spoilers for he is the villain. What If, but um, he's an odd villain. There's like 18 different episodes, um, or villains, or they all, What If sucks. Um, that's it not the does. point of this. <laughs> Disagree. Disagree. Um, I did think it was very interesting that Kevin said Shere Khan was a terrible tick, uh, pick and then made like the exact same argument that Pretty made um, for his <laughs> Thank pick. you. <laughs> uh, at a principle, I shouldn't give it to Flynn, but I think I have to because 
you could argue that Yzma is the only reason that that kingdom survives because her actions actually helped him become a better person. Um, so I had not thought of that. I thought, think that's interesting. And yeah, she's kind of doing it for her own personal gain, but in a weird kind way. Of? Uh, she's definitely doing it in her own way. But anyway, in her, first off, I think the sympathy card is fine. You would, you would be pretty upset if this douchebag just is running the kingdom and you were like, stop it. And he's like, I don't understand how things work. I'm no, I have no humility whatsoever. Um, and so she accidentally gave him humility. I sympathize with her as Flynn does. And I think that she is the hero now. Now I think that she is the hero of the Emperor's new groove. Totally agree. Totally uh, everyone agree. did. Both of you go to the punishment well. grid. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you both go to the punishment grid for me winning that. So, Whoa. Yep. No, that was mm-hmm. there. It was very, yeah, it very serious. That's terrible. Okay. It's, it well, was really hard to pick against Kevin, though, I'll be honest. I was going to say. He made, he made I, a compelling case. I, I, um, same case as me, though. It wasn't the same case <laughs> it was, as you at it all. Got, it changed, but the premise, the thesis statement was the same, and then he had different arguments to support it. Yeah. So, okay. So the final debate topic tonight is fictional robots. So, Kristen and I are watching what I think I'm ready to call four, I think we're four, three episodes into the third season. I think I'm ready to call it the most successful reboot of a sci-fi television show of all time. Dude, are you about to talk about Lost in Space? I'm talking about Lost in Space. Because it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It takes original characters in a completely different way in what I think is a better show than the original. And every episode is like, the characters are well-defined. It leaves you on your toes. You want to watch more. It's been forever since season two ended. We were like, oh my God, we got to rewatch this thing. We did the recap. And season three is incredible. But here's what's great about, about Lost in Space. You know the like... Even if you haven't seen the original Lost in Space, you know the danger of Will Robinson, right? Like, and the danger of Will Robinson robot from Lost in Space is in no way like the badass robot that is in Lost in Space, the reboot that's on Netflix right now. This robot is awesome. I'm not going to spoil anything if you haven't seen it yet because a lot of people are, are like me. When you see these come out, you're like, I'm not watching this. Like, I have not watched an episode on Disney Plus yet, of the reboot of Doogie Howser, because I'm mad that it's happening. In this case, Kristen started watching Lost in Space without me. I showed up towards the end of an episode and was like, hang on, what is this awesome show you're watching? And I got hooked, and it's so good. The robot in that show is incredible. So taking him completely off the table, my debate topic for this group is... Dang it! Fictional robots... In, 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 I don't care whatever genre, if you had to choose for you, in your opinion, the best fictional robot that you could own that would make your life better, what is the best fictional robot to own? It has to enhance my life? Well, no, but like, yeah, I mean, it's like, which is, we each live somewhat similar lives in the sense that we have female partners we live in kentucky we have lives related to education and or uh you know music or whatever like we like our lives are intertwined 
if you were to, if you had a, you know, all these robots were on a shelf and you were like, which one would I like to own? Which one would you choose? I have, I have both a question and an aside. Um, which would you like first? (laughs) Well, that's a question. So you have two questions. Okay, I have two questions and an aside. I'll take the first question, which is, uh, I have a question and an aside, which would you like first? Now I would like the aside. Uh, Lauren just walked, so Lauren, um, she just walked in because, uh, she, (laughs) she, she, um, put her phone through the dishwasher today. Yes, she did. Um, yes, she did. So, so, um, she, she comes up here and she was like, wait, can I borrow your phone? And I was like, sure. And she hands it back. And it's, it's so that she could order this plush dinosaur toy, um, <laughs> on my phone. So, um, that's my aside. That just happened. Yeah. Lauren um, was trying to clean her dishwasher today. And put which her phone I'm very grateful rack. because, it was really disgusting what the old owners did in this dishwasher. I mean, it was it was pretty nasty. So I'm very very happy that she decided to do that. But she pr- she placed the phone on the top rack um, so that she could use the um, flashlight. the flashlight, and then she closed it and started it um, with the phone's <laughs> the flashlight still on. So her phone's broken right now. Um, but she really needed this dinosaur plush toy apparently, and it could not wait. Very um, good. My no other computers in the house either. <laughs> right. Um, my question is: Can can the robots be sentient? Yeah, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna pick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Big Hero Six. Baymax. Baymax. Exactly. Um, he's. I mean, you don't even have to make him the superhero. And I had another robot. When this was in here, I was so excited to pick a different robot, but I can't justify picking Adam from Real Steel to enhance my life. He's just a boxing <laughs> robot. But, man, is he awesome. He is um, awesome. So shout out to Real Steel. Adam is an absolute correct answer to this, but it's just, as Kevin alluded to, boxing robots don't really fit into our life too regularly. Not yet. Uh, but a, an amazing companion first aid bubbly basically like a puppy that treats your wounds and fixes you kevin would never have to go to the hospital to a doctor again he has baymax it is perfect (laughs) he doesn't want to go to the doctor he wants a stupid robot to just fix him and it's good that's exactly what's going to happen because Baymax is easily stored uh Um, just to have to bring that up he's very easily stored that's he's easily storable as a roomba like you just put him on the docking station overnight and he's good. And then he comes out and not only he doesn't clean your house, he just fixes you and uh, is great mm-hmm. um, and protects you in, in any way possible. So it's Baymax. So I'm going to take the low hanging fruit on this one and I'll let you guys fight over the scraps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Flynn, do you have, uh, do you need some time to think? Cause I'll go. Go ahead. Great. Uh, so I'm going to select the robot otherwise known as, uh, Optimus Prime from Transformers, um, because I function. I've got a very solid vehicle. Um, a semi, uh, also a semi eighteen wheeler. You can't park that. Pick Bumblebee. Can you? Can you drive a semi truck? Really, I can't. I can't. Hold on. Okay. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. It's super reliable. Optimus, <laughs> Optimus Prime. Doesn't while yes, gas. most notably is a is a semi truck. He has also transformed into other things. In Dino Wars, he's a freaking Tyrannosaurus Rex. So that's gonna enhance your life. <laughs> it, you wouldn't have to wear a plush. Then, then your wife wouldn't no. have to come in in the middle of a podcast. Let me, and order let me plush make sure. One. Let me. You've let me got a robot one. 
So the Transformers, the Transformers are in nothing called Dino Wars. They're in something called Beast Wars. And I'm pretty sure that Megatron is a Tyrannosaurus Rex and Optimus oh, Prime's you're right. a gorilla. Optimus Prime's a gorilla. Yes, yeah, so that is correct. Wrong answer, but keep going. Yeah, so uh, Optimus Prime, very sentient, <laughs> um, is literally, drink, the leader of an entire uh, like clan of, of sentient automobiles or uh, um, automatons. Um, no, that's not what they're called. Autobots, jeez. Uh, and You're doing great. Yeah, You're just, doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I also trying. just figured out how pretty can win every podcast episode. If he just keeps saying literally, the three of us get real drunk on the episode. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> but, um. So Flynn, I guess, is so up now. <laughs> my, yeah, well, I didn't have anything else to say. My answer is Optimus Prime. Um, I think it's awesome. a very he's he's a very he's functional. Awesome. I probably would have respected the, with a lot the of Corvette Bumblebee take more, but I agree. Okay, Optimus is awesome. Flynn, so uh, Camaro, Camaro, I believe. Excuse, the, yeah, good point. Good point. The right answer for me that I know you're not going to pick because you're Kevin and you don't like me is <laughs> the time and relative dimensions in space, otherwise known as the TARDIS, off of Doctor Who. Not a um, robot. It is. It is let a robot. Let it it's make a sentient. Advice. It is a living Kevin being. Is a robot. It, it is a it a li- <laughs> living correct. being that is inside of a robot, basically. Um, but it's 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 a sentient robot. It's 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 Optimus Prime, basically. It's Jarvis. No, no, no. It's not Jarvis. It's much more advanced than Jarvis. No, so like Vision. So the t- so backstory on the TARDIS, it, the backstory on the TARDIS, it always it, it, in Doctor Who, it shows up as a blue police box because its disguise mechanism is damaged. And so in other aspects, it can change forms and it, other TARDISes can change form but not in the Doctor Who uh, version of it. He has this like last living TARDIS and so it can't change forms anymore because it's it's uh, disguise mechanism was was um, was damaged but the inside of the TARDIS is huge um, you can live in it uh, you can travel in it um, so you never need a house if you really don't want one um, it can go anywhere in space or time and so if you just want to teleport from Kevin your house to work you can do that. If you want to teleport to California, or if you want to teleport to the moon, you can. Other things that the TARDIS does. Um, if you were to go to, say, the moon, it protects you with a bubble of air. And so you don't have to have air to breathe or anything like that. So that's part of the magic of the TARDIS. It also will translate any language for you in your own in your own tongue and translate what you're saying so that the other person is hearing it. Um, so that's another part of the TARDIS that's great. Also time travel, which is really cool. So it has a lot of functions that the, the TARDIS is extremely overrated or underrated um, in this situation. Flynn wins. Um... Some things I didn't expect to hear from you three, but would expect to hear from better human beings. Uh, data. R2-D2. Data. C-3PO. Uh, oh, data. data from, from Fifth Element. From, no. Data from Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, None of us are Trekkies, though, Kevin. No, but I am. What robot are you thinking of in The Fifth Element? I was thinking of Lilu or whatever her name is. She's not, not a, a robot, robot, though. Very not a robot. She's the supreme <laughs> being. <laughs> 
Don't don't come at me with fifth element stuff. Gabe's <laughs> <laughs> an expert. I'll say put it on my expert thing the next time you want to call day. me out. I love that. So so Hove, I think it's I think it's tough to give you the win because I would rather have Rosie um, from the Jetsons than Baymax because Rosie will clean my house, watch my kids, babysit, um, help to be a part of the family. And Baymax has uh, less functions than that, but is incredibly useful. Pretty, it's hard to give you the win because I genuinely would rather have Bumblebee than Optimus Prime because of what he turns into. And I also think that Optimus is sort of always going to be this, like, in this case, Target, is he really going to improve danger. my life that much? Like, yeah, that's fair, Optimus fair, is fair. probably not going to be as helpful as the Terminator, but they're as they're as awesome in terms of fighting and function, but that's not going to really change my life all that much. So in an unhappy and difficult position, I kind of have to give the win to Flynn because he made the better argument, though I think I'm never going to really agree, having almost never watched Doctor Who, to, to, to have an informed opinion. But I just don't agree that what I'm talking about when I say a robot, that the TARDIS is such. Um, what I'm thinking of is... So you're, gonna, I'm thinking so you're of giving like, the win to someone who picks something that you don't believe is a robot. That I don't that I don't know enough to dispute it, but like it is a I'm machine of, with a brain, and that's I, and the, that's what I asked. That's is not it a robot. Yeah. Look, look. You burn the trash; it goes up and becomes stars. <laughs> I don't like, know enough about this science. Is, this, to is, like, I would have this is a Flynn level and pretty level adjudication you're putting on here. Kevin. I would this have respected atrocious. number five is alive from Short Circuit. I would have respected. You know other things. Alpha I would have respected Vision from Power Rangers. Uh, I would have respected Alpha. Okay, I'm, if you are accepting Vision, then you're absolutely accepting the TARDIS. And I just don't know enough to dispute you, so I'm going off your word, which I know is is difficult to do. We established <laughs> Flynn's lack feels of, low. but this this is but ridiculous. at least at least three of us took. Stephen, Dr. Stephen Weiss's argumentation class. And one of the th- principles of that is it's the well-argued, not, not the well-informed that helps to determine the winner of a debate. Flynn made the best argument. He might have made some stuff that I don't know, but he made the better argument for something that would improve my life. So Flynn gets the win, but I'm not happy about it. I won two debates and tonight. So, I am so, so happy. So ends... You won odd debate tonight by default, and so ends his, nerd debate. <laughs> his, his argument was like, you don't know about the TARDIS. Let me tell you the plot of uh, Doctor Who. And then just tells you uh, the plot, and you're like, oh, my God, what an argument. <laughs> what a joke. What I'm a sorry. joke. I, I'm, I don't feel I good it. about it. But I love it. I could use the TARDIS to go and, and essentially do the the – the sports almanac thing from Back to the Future. I could use the TARDIS to go from place to place, almost as if I have a teleporter like in, in Star Trek. I can use the TARDIS for lots of stuff based on what he said. It was a better argument. But I, I don't like giving Flynn the win in anything. I especially don't like giving it to when I don't know the source material. But I just, you know, I have to be a person of integrity. All of you really need to watch Doctor Who because I would love to have more discussions about Doctor Who. And I think that you would actually enjoy it. Um, I do want to watch it. Also, I think we need to rank robots one day. 
because there's a lot more robots. Well, apparently we're going to just have to allow Kevin not to know anything and, and vote for Flynn, even though he doesn't know what's going on as number one I robot accept, TARDIS. I accept your anger and <laughs> understand it, I, but I'm voting my conscience. Oh, man. All right, so Hope Camp, sucks. what's this fictional battle royale that you said we're doing? Fictional battle royale. All right, our fictional battle royale here. It is probably still the holiday season when you're listening to this. Um, it definitely is close to the holiday season now. Um, if we counted it starting at Thanksgiving, it is. If we counted it as when I would like Christmas decorations to go up, we're still about two weeks away. The issue is whenever uh, <laughs> we're going to release the episode. <laughs> if I'm the not answer sure. is whenever we're releasing this episode, it might be like it's it's New Year's. If you're like, New Year's is past, we're sorry, but I promise you it was timely when we're talking. Yeah. Um, so we, we decided that we were going to be hosting, this fictional battle royale is going to be done very differently um, than some of the other ones. We're not trying to necessarily build a squad that will decimate the others. We are trying to host a Christmas dinner of which there are eight guests. Four of them are ourselves, and the other four are Christmas story um, or Christmas movie, Christmas show characters. These are the fictional ones. Um, and the goal that we have fictional. in inviting our guests. Fictional, fictional ones. <laughs> and Christmas. Uh, apparently that was a big sticking point when we discussed this. Um, and so what our goal is, is for me personally at mine to have a good time, but ruin the dinner for Kevin, Pretty, and Flynn. Um, and doing, doing that, I will choose a guest that will ruin the dinner for those three from a Christmas movie. Um, so we're trying to have much like we always do. We're good people, but man, do we enjoy the misery of our friends. Mm, Um, so we're trying to, we're trying to enjoy the misery of our friends at our Christmas celebration by bringing a guest that will per that is their personal hell to have to share the, the table with. Um, and so the order that we will be choosing these is the order that I most want to ruin Christmas dinner and I'm going to leave it in this, but it's going to go Flynn, Kevin, Pretty, Hofkamp. Um, I, yeah, so Flynn, you are up first. You will try to, and you will just have to state whether it is a pro character for you or um, which character or which person it's for. Um, oh, okay. Obviously, that's what I was going to ask. Standard draft procedures. You know, you, once Flynn takes a character, you can't use him for anybody else. Cool, uh, Hofkamp, cool, cool. are you going to keep track? Sure. Okay. So my first character is going to be Catherine from the movie A Christmas Love Story for Kevin. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen it. Can you tell me about her? <laughs> Interesting I I, start. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about the character, but she's played by Kristen Chenoweth. So. <laughs> she's played by Kristen Chenoweth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was she's about terrible. To, I was about to very disrespect that, but uh, no, that's I got to gotta get full circle. You brought me back, Flynn. <laughs> that's good. Wow. You're doing, you're doing it today, man. Got it. Well done, Flynn. <laughs> I, I don't say that uh, ever. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to give it right back to Flynn. He gave me somebody I don't <laughs> like, and I'm going to give him some, somebody right back. Flynn is having Christmas dinner with the Heat Miser. The Heat Miser is from A Year Without a Santa Claus. His brother is the, um, the Cold Miser, but the Heat Miser... Everything he touches starts to melt in his clutch. He gives off just 
so much heat. And he's ba it's basically like Flynn is going to sit next to the sun. That's what it's like sitting next to the heat miser. He makes everything around him warm. What I know I about Flynn. What I know about what is, Flynn. What is he is from? What is this? A Year Without a Santa Claus. A a Santa it's, Santa Claus. it's a claymation Christmas movie. Oh, he's going to hate um, the claymation too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah no, super, he's super he's, annoying. Yeah, so Flynn is, yeah. Flynn is a couple things. One, Flynn is afraid of claymation people. He doesn't like them at all. So that's <laughs> no, going to suck say for Flynn. Afraid. You're afraid. Uh, I can't wait for this to show up as Gumby. The second thing is <laughs> Flynn hates being hot. I know this because when we travel together, we set our temperature of our hotel room at like 62 degrees, and we're both thrilled with it because it's frigidly cold. Uh, it's going to be like sleeping and hanging out and having dinner next to someone with a 90-degree you know, heater or more. Um, the other thing about the heat miser is he's going to make Flynn sweat, and Flynn sweats a lot when he's in, in <laughs> hot situations. Um, I'm not sure if our podcast is allowed to say what Flynn described his uh, butt sweat like the last time we were all together playing ult, uh, <laughs> playing frisbee golf outside. But um, I just won't say it. But just picture something really disgusting, and that's what Flynn has admitted his butt smells like when it sweats. Um. And that's what his experience is going to be like at dinner. So he's sitting next to the heat miser from a year without a Santa Claus. Okay. And that is, I love that. This has been, this is already a delight. Okay. <laughs> heat miser from a year without a Santa Claus. Oh. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Hove camp. Okay. See, this is where it's tough for me because I, I know, like, who are these people that I want to toss to, but <laughs> I don't Because you know, thought like... we were doing, quote-unquote, badass Christmas characters <laughs> <laughs> up until, like, 30 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I did think that. Um, <sighs> this will be fine. This will be fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hove Camp, you are going to be seated at a table with uh, none other than Arnold I'll Be Back Schwarzenegger. Jingle All the Way? From Jingle All the Jingle Way. Jingle All the Way. What's his character's name again? That's Ar what I'm pulling Arnold up. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but really important, though. You're not... You are, you are seated with him in the Turbo Man costume, mm. not... Like mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger yep. as his uh, Howard fair, Langston. That's a fair addendum. Turbo Man Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I, I'm I'm very curious. Why is that going to ruin it? Is it because he's bigger than me? Is it because he works out more than me? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's what it's, it's definitely what you'll talk about. Um, <laughs> that sounds fine. I work out. Yeah. All right, there you go. Okay. That was an awful Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. No, no, pretty, yeah, pretty. pretty uh, give me, give me some reason why this is the case. Kevin spent ten minutes on the heat miser. So it's largely, it's largely because his character in that movie um, is just so annoyingly incessant about trying to get this gift for his kid that that is like all he's focused on, and it's, it's. Uh, it's very clear and apparent that he doesn't have any kind of 
you know, importance of uh, what Christmas really means. And since Hove Camp, you are a person who has many times stated the things you enjoy about Christmas are just gathering together with family and yes. like, you know, not the gifts and stuff. Uh, I feel like he is the epitome, the antithesis of Hove Camp, the anti-Hove Camp for Christmas. I thought about doing Sinbad from the same movie for the same reasons, but because he is the villain of a movie so that he doesn't learn his lesson of terribleness. Mm. Um, I'm going to come at Flynn because I really think that I, I don't have a ton for it. And I really think that I'm shocked that I was able to do this. It's Ralphie from a Christmas story. Oh, I love this. This is so I mean, good. It's the movie that Flynn hates the most. He made a rule about out. not having this I movie. I also hate that so movie. So I'm going to pick this. Yeah, but you lived with like a Ralphie on the road for like forever or whatever you whatever you do with your theater people. Um, uh, but, sure. And not only that, I mean, this is not just a kid that is from the movie that Flynn hates the most and thinks should never be on except as a background thing for extra sound. But he kind of sucks. I mean, like, all he does is yeah. just talk about this toy that he wants, this BB gun that he wants, 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 that he wants. So Flint's just going to have to listen to this kid from a movie that he hates talk about this Red Rider BB gun that he doesn't care about. Drink and he's going to have the worst time team. ever. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't imagine Flynn having a worse time um, than with Ralphie. So I'm going to take that off the board before um, I run out of ways to Smart. hurt Flynn. Smart. Yeah, I'm probably having a bad time um, <laughs> at my table with those two. Hope Camp, I'm going to come at you. Um, I'm going to come with Mayor Augustus Mayhew um, as as the person that you're no. going to be sitting next nice. to. Uh, for the, the same reason. Whoville? Sounds like the Grinch. Yeah, the mayor of Whoville. The, the person yeah. that only cares about giving gifts and uh, loves Christmas <laughs> spirits and loves um, the celebration of Christmas, and that's it. That's all he'll want to talk about is giving gifts. That's it. Interesting. But I think he might like to give gifts to the less fortunate, so I'll hate it for a different reason because this guy's just better than me. And I'll be like, dude, shut up. We get it. I'm a bad person, and I hate no, this holiday. But he I also loves – no, he also only will want to talk about getting gifts as well, um, which is really even more annoying than talking about giving gifts. I'm also going to come at Hove Camp in this situation so that this character is chosen before he's chosen for me. Um, <laughs> Hove Camp's going to sit with Buddy the Elf. Um, Buddy the Elf loves Christmas. It's his whole freaking life. Um, <laughs> and Hove Camp Thank doesn't God, care for Christmas. And I don't care for Christmas. <laughs> so, Pretty you gave him a good character. <laughs> so ne neither, of us like, neither of us like Christmas um, at all. So Buddy would be incredibly annoying for both of us. So I'm going to choose to let him annoy Hubcamp so someone doesn't choose him to annoy me. So Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color, goes to Hubcamp from me. Thank you. Uh, Buddy the Elf was on my list for for you. I thought, yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty, who are you ruining next? Or are you helping yourself? Because mm, that is one of the it's things you option. should do. You can sit with John McClain yeah, at right. any point in time. You could choose to have Christmas dinner with John McClain. I had, I had thought about that um, for a while of, of uh, you know, when can I incorporate John McClain as seated next to me? Um, but I think what's – so real quick point that I need to check. When you 
when when someone is selected from a movie, does that take that movie yes. off the board entirely? No, no, not the movie, no, but no, the no, just the character. Oh, just the character. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, you can put anybody from a Christmas love story in this outside of Catherine. <laughs> 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 okay. Who are you assigning? Okay. Uh, I am assigning. Uh, let's see, Kevin. Who do you have thus far? I have Catherine from a Christmas love story. <laughs> Great. I'm going to assign Kevin uh, Harry Ellis from Die Hard. There you go. Okay. Who is the swarmy guy who's like, Hans, baby, Fine. Bubby, and just does Fine. nothing but talk small talk, annoying business Fine. small talk the whole time. Yeah, Harry's, an, Harry's an annoying ever. character. I'm fine with him at my table at this point. That's fine. <laughs> I've been to worse dinners. <laughs> um, I've got enough characters for you, Kevin, that uh, I'm going to save that for another one. I don't have very many for pretty, and I don't know that... I don't know why I couldn't come up with one, but what I decided to do was just basically pick the worst. So you will be having dinner with Mark from Love Actually, Andrew Lincoln's character, pre-Rick Grimes, obviously, um, because he's the worst. He's super creepy. He ruins his – he's a terrible friend. He lurks and stalks this girl and then shows up with what's supposed to be a cool gesture with these cue card nonsense. The whole thing reeks of desperation at its best, at it, he also this also could be a prequel for you, as far as I'm concerned. Like that is how creepy uh, he gets in that. So I think that basically he's just a bad person, and you would hate having a person that is that bad of a person at your table. Okay, okay, fair enough. That's my hope, anyway. I struggled. I I generally can converse with most people around me, so, <laughs> and I like Christmas. <laughs> Might be tough. Right, that's a, that's a real problem when it comes to this particular thing. Love Actually is one like one of the only exceptional Christmas movies that I'm fine with because it's like <laughs> because it's just like it's so random. Yeah, and like like um, oh, what's his name? Um, like Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson talks about how he's got a crush on Claudia Schiffer, and then she shows up at the end of the movie. I mean, it's just like all this stuff, right? I it's, love actually. It's, it's funny. It, uh, quarantine it's the, made me watch it last Christmas. Christmas, and I think I think it's enjoyable for what it is. But you have to really look past a lot to get to the enjoyment. So much. It. It's, you have to look it's past so very much. problematic. Yeah, it is problematic, but there's like elements of it where you're just like, if you have to watch a Christmas movie, this isn't. This this isn't that bad. There are worse Christmas movies. Like anything on Hallmark is worse than Love Actually. So watch Love Actually. So Flynn, you're up. You've you've got me. You've got Hove. It's pretty or you at this point. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my dinner better, mm. um, and it's gonna be Colonel James Rhodes from Iron Man Three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can choose Iron Man 3. Why not? It's a Christmas movie. Not a Christmas movie. It is. Oh, God. I think we decided as a group it's not a Christmas movie. It's If it is, then Home Alone is too, and I can't be on board <laughs> with that. Uh, okay. Um... All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot to to well, making. Hang, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. I have to think. Can you put more. somebody from Die Hard on my list? 
I think if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, Iron Man theme might, might have to okay. be. Okay, okay. No. Die Hard is debatable. This. Gremlins is debatable. Iron Man 3 is not a Christmas movie. It is a superhero movie. It. We have one Hawkeye vote. We have one vote. Oh, I'm sorry. We have one vote Christmas movie from Flynn. We have one, one vote not Christmas movie from Hope Camp. I we am a neutral. I am a, I am a neutral vote. You just voted it down two seconds ago. Nope, your hypocrisy is outstanding tonight. It's what, I like it's what I'm here for. Pretty, <laughs> you have to be the deciding vote. Oh, it's uh, by all means. Iron Man three is a Christmas movie. Oh crap! It's I on said the list. it was before. Okay. You guys okay. are the. This That's has ruined about. the entirety of this. I'm going to put Hawkeye at my about. table. Then what is the nonsense? Hawkeye is really movies? annoying. <laughs> I'm, it was. I'm gonna put Kate. Then she's less annoying, but it's she's still annoying. But it's Haley Seinfeld, so you know we all make exceptions. <laughs> and what are those exceptions? Haley Seinfeld. Anybody from Pitch Perfect is welcome at my table. Anybody from Pitch Perfect uh, one is welcome at my table. From any, <laughs> not not two say. and three. Oh, two is absolutely welcome at my table. I'm up next. Um, you took you took Rody for yourself. Is that right? Yeah. Good lord. This so I have myself or I have pretty pretty do you think that you're an empathetic person? Absolutely. Okay. If that's true, I'm putting Tiny Tim at your table. <laughs> no. Cuz the whole time you're having dinner with Tiny Tim, you're going to know he's going to die. Like uh, as you're sitting no. there with him and he's like and and <laughs> and you know people are asking Tiny is anyone giving pretty anybody? It's just me. I, I gave him Mark yeah. from Love Actually. Okay, Andrew, so Mark, Andrew from, Mark, Mark from Love Actually is like who, who will not empathize. You're gonna have yeah, you're gonna have Mark, the most Mark pity from Love story and like, he's the worst like, dude. Like pretty, what do you want for Christmas? He's like, I don't know, it's music and he's like, Tim, what do you want for Christmas? And Pretty's like, oh, don't ask him because he ain't gonna make it there. <laughs> I, I I think it's gonna ruin your entire night. Dinner. I think it's gonna ruin your entire night because you're sitting next to this little kid with a crutch who's gonna die. Welcome to Christmas, man. Can I make a? Okay, wow. That I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I'm sorry, to, oh, to, to quote Pretty, he's literally going to die. Well, if he doesn't get the help he needs, Scrooge saves his life, as I believe. So is that the first right person theory. at Pretty's table? No, no, I gave him Mark from Love, actually. Mark. We went over this two seconds ago. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Obviously. <laughs> hope camp's up. <laughs> no, <laughs> or Pretty's it's, up. Uh, it's actually me. Same thing. Um, Same thing. Can I? Flynn, we'll just let you know when <laughs> you need to talk again. <laughs> uh, I'll... I'll... Obviously, you all get to decide if this can happen or not. I would like to rescind Ellis from nope. Kevin nope. and give nope. Kevin someone else. Nope, absolutely not. It's not how this works. Yeah. I... But Hove Camp and Flynn, when I tell you who it would be, you might be more inclined. Not how this works. I would love it, but now, you're, now your table selections are worse than mine, and this is all about winning as you well. You don't mess with tradition. You are allowed to, as precedent has decided, skip your picks for three straight rounds and then pick three at once. <laughs> He's already assigned me somebody. 
but you've already used the pick, so you can't do that. Yeah. So th- this is not a way to change the rules. Sorry, man. All right, fine. I'm giving Flynn Yukon Cornelius because he just yells the whole time. <laughs> okay. We all um, know who Yukon Cornelius is, yes? Yes, for, uh, more claymation at Flynn's table. <laughs> so much claymation. <laughs> it's claymation and Ralphie. Flynn cannot save his dinner. How did he not get the Burgermeister? <laughs> um, this is, uh, so as we were discussing uh, Love Actually, I got a text from Quarantine. It's prob- It's a problematic fave, but don't hate. So I like she's love, listening. Um, I would. Li- I think that when she goes back and listens, she'll hear that we did not hate. We just accurately described it. Um, uh, I think okay. it's top five. You didn't even put it in the top ten. I don't even think it was li- mentioned. I like Love Actually a lot. I am very torn, but here I'm going to have to do this for Kevin. I'm going to go with Jake from, from I'll State Be Home Farm. for Christmas. For two reasons. One, the only reason he's like trying to do a family thing is because he thinks he's getting a Porsche. So he's materialistic AF, and Kevin is going to hate that. And most importantly, he is played by one Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who yeah. will confirm <laughs> once and for all that he said in the spotlight. Standing spotlight. Yes, he will confirm and once he and will, for all he and said Ke- standing Kevin spotlight. Kevin will just be crushed because he'll be like, I never thought I would hear you say those words to me. And... Jonathan Taylor Thomas is going to sit there and ruin Christmas for Kevin. I, lo- and I'm I here love for it. it. <laughs> he, he won't. He won't ruin Christmas. He's welcome <laughs> at my table. I think this is a terrible pick. I uh, I like JTT. I saw Home Improvement. Uh, other things. I think JTT is great. <laughs> well, it's Jake. So it's, it's a materialistic version of Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who is will, it? in fact, ruin your Christmas. I don't think you will. I don't think you will at all. Lynn, you have to assign somebody to pretty. Yes, I'm going to assign someone to Pretty, um, and it's an ancillary character from um, Home Alone 2. It's Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. I will not be attending this party. I almost spit up my bourbon. Incredible. Incredible. It's incredible for a couple reasons. First of all, it's an obscure reference that someone like Flynn, who hasn't seen a lot of movies, would wouldn't know. He's seen this movie, he knows it. That's awesome. Second of all, it makes pretty incredibly upset. Well done. That's the point of this whole thing. Third of all, Flynn had no prep time because he prepped for the wrong debate. So at some point in the last 15 minutes, he decided to do this, which is for awesome. Some reason, for some reason, I think James Rhodes was on both lists. It's fine. The, it's the fine. Christmas and the really, non-Christmas list. He's like, I want Rhodes. Really well team. done. Really well done, Flynn. Okay. It's up to me. I have... Um, for yourself. For myself. I have a couple... Just, so I'm just going to say a couple things because it's what I do. <laughs> I was going to give Pretty, if I didn't give him Tiny Tim, I was going to give him Mariah Carey, just like the person. Um, just, just, <laughs> the Christmas is movie is just like... Se- she's from several Mariah Carey... Well, no, she's... She, Mariah Carey Christmas special at, in, in 2016 was filmed at Thomas More University. 
she's she films it everywhere. But her Mariah Christmas Mariah Carey Christmas specials are everywhere. But she's <laughs> but people who love singers and other human beings can agree that Mariah Carey sucks. Like we hate her. Um, so I thought Pretty might not like her. So I'm not putting her at my table. I almost put her at Huffcamp's table because it'd be funny to have him not know where to look. Um, the other idea... What is that supposed to mean? Everything you think. Um, <laughs> John McClane... So I have my, like, here are my two good choices. I'll be all right. John McClane's on my list. Um, Gizmo from Gremlins is the most adorable thing in the world. Um, Gremlins counts as a Christmas movie. I almost put Stripe from Gremlins on someone else's list, but I didn't. But honestly, if I'm like trying to build a really fun table, I'm taking the character Carla from A Bad Mom's Christmas. And A Bad Mom's Christmas is a hilarious movie. The Bad Mom's, the first movie is great. Bad Mom's Christmas is second. But Carla's played by Katherine Hahn. And she's basically playing exactly who she is. She's playing Katherine Hahn. And it's so funny. And she's a lot of fun. If I'm going to have someone who's going to get like have way too much eggnog and open up the inappropriate <laughs> bottles of wine that you're not supposed to open because they're in somebody's basement. But we ran out, so she went down to find more wine. It's Catherine Hahn in this situation, so that's that's who I'm going with. I'm, I'm taking Carla from A Bad Mom's Christmas. She'll be at my table. She's a lot of fun. Okay. So... Uh... I've got several things to say here because uh, it's what I do. That's what we do. <laughs> um, so the person that I wanted to, I, I realized after because I was trying to, also having prepped the wrong um, fictional battle royale, uh, the person I was trying to give Kevin, but I couldn't look up their the character name fast enough, was E.J. Baxter from Twelve Men of Christmas. Um, which is a movie that is kind of, I think, a Hallmark movie. Uh, but E.J. Baxter is played by Kristen Chenoweth. So, so that's what I wanted to, to give to Kevin. <laughs> Having two Kristen Chenowiths at this <laughs> table would be, would be wonderful. Um, Maybe they'll cancel but I've got each other. Oh, my God. What a <laughs> yeah. better way for Christmas to take place than for Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Kristen Chenoweth, and Kristen Chenoweth to sing <laughs> I Just Can't Wait to Be King. <laughs> and all of the lyrics, all of the words of that all song, of all the of the words. Yeah. Um, so, so here's the advantage to to selecting my my uh, positive person at my table last is I feel like I can um, <clears throat> kind of counteract uh, the other individuals who I've been seated with. Um, so some options I was thinking of uh, Michael Caine's Ebenezer Scrooge, like at the end of the movie, mm. you know, joyous uh, kind of counteract, uh, you know, it's a Muppet Christmas whoever. Carol. Yeah, yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, also thinking um, Jesus Christ from, from the, Bible. the Nativity Story. Yep, you know, the counteract. You just you just want this to have podcast. a baby at the table. <laughs> to counteract this He's podcast. just holding a baby. <laughs> A newborn baby that's screaming. That's perfect. Yeah. Play, playing with yeah. the shapes and colors. Don't even know a word. Don't even know a word yet. I don't think the newborn baby just screamed. He harked, right? He was harking. He was harking. Okay. Those are the angels. Um, oh, but I, who I am going to select because 
no matter what is going on, who else is seated at this table, I will at least have a good laugh with this individual round. I'm picking Cousin Eddie from National mm. Lampoon. Great choice. Great choice. I couldn't decide whether or not he would be a delightful person to have next to anybody or the worst person to have next to somebody. So I just left him off my lists entirely. I think it depends on who else is at the table. Yeah, it was just going to be a crazy nonsense. Yeah. Um, so I got to choose for myself, and I will be choosing Anna from Anna and the Apocalypse. <laughs> Amazing. Explain. Um, she is delightful. Mm-hmm. She is um, in a post-apocalyptic world where uh, Christmas has probably lost its meaning. So she is much, much more just sort of in survival mode. She's had uh, the trials and tribulations, and it's no longer about Christmas. It's just about the people you're with, and that is ideal. So she has uh, run the gamut. If you've not seen Anna in the Apocalypse, it is amazing, uh, and you should watch it. It is a musical, zombie, horror, Christmas comedy. I think that covers it all, but it does it really well. It's good at all of those things, which is not what you would expect. So we're going to take these four um, uh, dinner party groups and put them on the social medias, and our listeners and social mediaites and pods will get to vote and see who's going to have the worst time. Um, could, could we have a recap? Us. Yeah, I got you. Yes. So the recap is Flynn is having dinner with. Um, well, oh, this so is I, very didn't, difficult. I didn't type this out. I, I was under the impression that it would be these are Flynn's choices. No, no I got it. Invites. Flynn's having dinner with Colonel James Rhodes, Rhodey from Iron Man 3, the Heat Miser from A Year Without a Santa Claus, Yukon Cornelius from Rudolph, and Ralphie. From a Christmas story. Hope Camp is having dinner with Mayor Augustus Mayhu from The Grinch. He's having dinner with Buddy the Elf. Arnold as, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Turbo <laughs> from <laughs> Jingle All the Way. No last name necessary. <laughs> Arnold. And, uh, and Anna uh, from Anna the Apocalypse. I'm so surprised you didn't go with any Anna Kendrick movie, but... I almost chose Noel, um, um, but I don't. I've like seen Christmas. that; and it's annoying. So yeah, you're annoying. Um, Kevin is having um, <laughs> dinner with Catherine a from a Christmas love story, which is played by Kristen Chenoweth. Uh, Carla from a Bad Mom's Christmas, so he can get uh, intoxicated with somebody really fun. Harry Ellis from Die Hard, which is kind of uh, hilarious and Jake from I'll Be Home for Christmas played by Jonathan Taylor Thomas That's played by Jonathan Taylor Thomas Pretty is having dinner with uh, former president Donald J. Trump he I'm will also be too. having he I'm will also be having he will also be having dinner with cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation and Mark from Love Actually and uh, Tiny Tim, who is about to die. That's who Pretty's having uh, his Christmas party with. We'll see who people think. I think, I think <laughs> it's got to be Pretty. 
<laughs> there's there's a, kicks. Yeah, it's not. But we'll see who had the worst day. difference between what would make for a personally bad time for me and what everybody else thinks is the by far the best table. So I think that everyone's going to love having Buddy the Elf and a, a Who from Whoville um, because they watched the original Grinch, not the crappy Jim Carrey one, Flynn. Um, or the new the one, best. which the is best one. I've not seen worse. the new one. Not seen the new one. We watched it the um, other day. It's weird. So they sing I think, actual I think Christmas hymns, to, like hymns, in the new one. I think they're gonna love my table, even if what you all did was was well done. Was yeah, specific I, I think, for I think you. There's no way Huff Camp mm-hmm. loses this. Yeah. My table is the worst. Yeah, it is by far. <laughs> You're gonna lose this. By it's got far. it's got the worst person on the table <laughs> at any of the tables. The, the, the saddest story at your table. <laughs> the, the craziest wild card at and your tiny table. Tim. <laughs> and tiny Tim. <laughs> I missed one. Which one did I miss? <laughs> oh. And, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe, maybe you'll get to the elevator. Is that what? What is? What is asked in Home Alone Two have done? I don't from? know. Well, that's that's all we had planned. Did he ask is for there, directions? What do we? What do we, we do for next? Direction somewhere. Okay. We sign off. Uh, apologies to everyone uh, for that <laughs> entire podcast. You asked for none of it. We gave it to you anyway, um, and then we gave you a hell of a lot more than you wanted. So have a drink on us, and we will see you next week. Happy holidays if you haven't already had them. Bye, humbug. <laughs>